0: What up, folks? What it do? Welcome back to another episode of the Best Advice Ever Podcast. I'm your host, comedian Mike Goodwin, the bow tie comedian. And I'm so excited that you have chosen to listen in for another fun field packed episode of the best advice ever podcast man i am uh excited to be rocking and rolling a lot of things to talk about most recently i was on the road on the road again i was on the road in charleston south carolina the holy city very excited because this past this past week because i i did a keynote for organization called NEB. Now, NEB is the National Environmental Balancing Bureau. So if I can, I think I can kind of describe what they're doing. These folks are responsible for everything that happens inside of a building as it relates to air pressure, the temperature, just the various the various uh, components of a a building on the inside that, that needs to be regulated. And they had their annual conference in Charleston. And I was not only the keynote speaker, but I was the closing speaker. So I opened and closed their conference, which is the first time that I had ever done that. So it was quite an experience for me. I had a great time. I think that uh um, we walked away from the conference we all left a little bit better, right? And that was a that was kind of a a a moment in my career. This is a moment where wow, man, I you know, I've been doing keynotes for a few years and and, and again, I either do an opening or a closing. I've just not been the guy this a uh, bad lead off and cleanup, So that was, uh, was a significant moment in time. And I think that uh, everyone enjoyed what I had to share because I, I, I did not know what they did. I mean, I did my research. I was on the websites. We had a Zoom call and some conversations, but I, I think what was imparted was good stuff. And I had a good time with them. They were very hospitable, great group of folks from all around the world. They had people there from Costa Rica. I met a guy from Puerto Rico, met some folks from Denmark. not Denmark, South Carolina either. My wife, I introduced her to these, these two gentlemen that were for Denmark, and she thought we were talking about South Carolina, because there is a Denmark, South Carolina home of Voorhees College. And there's a uh, junior college down there, too. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm f- forgetting the name of that junior college because I had a couple of partners attend down there in Denmark. Denmark Technical College. Yeah. Come on, Mike. It's in the name. Denmark Technical College is also in the lovely city of Denmark, South Carolina. I had an experience in Denmark, South Carolina, <laughs> with a comedy event. Uh, we may we may visit that in the future, but yeah, I uh, the interesting thing about the guys from Denmark. They came up to me. They talked, you know, spoke very very good English, but they were not able to decipher all of what I was talking about because comedy is a different form of speaking. So you you're talking. You're speaking English, but th- this word may not mean exactly what you think the word means as a person that's a not not a native speaker. So, uh, I had a, a great time interacting with those gentlemen and and all the folks that were from from various places all around the country and the nation. And I had a great great experience, great experience, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing that uh, keynote talk again and again and again and again. I did my signature leadership and laughter, but then I presented this idea that I had been working on for quite a while. It's called the championship culture, and I've been evaluating components of of different cultures and and what does it take to have a championship culture. So I think that that will be very beneficial to folks, organizations, teams Uh, in the upcoming future as I do more and more speaking. But I had a great time. Matter of fact, I met a guy from upstate South Carolina. And we had a very great exchange. Had a little dinner. It was uh, myself. uh, This gentleman named Rodney. Gentleman named Phil Emery. I call him Emery. This is one of the guys. You know, some folks, you know, former military folks, they like being called by their last name. So it's not uncommon for... You know, meet someone who served, and if you call them by their last name they kind of kind of perk up a little bit. I think athletes are like that too. I think maybe football players it's common for football players to be called by their last name um, or they'll give you a nickname so my nickname my my last name clearly is Goodwin, but in the military if you, you take some form of good or goody goody was a pretty. Uh, prevalent nickname that I had over the years. But Emery, I kept calling this gentleman. That wasn't his first name. That was his last name. So I think he got a kick out of it. But I was talking to a gentleman by the name of Rodney. Now, Rodney is a um, white dude. And so we had a great time talking about the name Rodney. Now, again, there's some people that always get bent out of shape Anytime you bring up race, just people just, I don't see why <laughs> we need to be talking about race. Why <laughs> people, people really feel the way that they feel about what race. And it's really, I think I may have said this before, but this has happened within the last five years or so. I've been talking about race my entire life. It's just what it is. But I was having this conversation with this gentleman, and this is a you know, I don't know, I don't know his age, but he's a you know, older older white gentleman by the name of Rodney. That's just not, you know, I'm sure there's a, a number of of, uh, of 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 white Rodneys or Caucasian or Rodneys. I say white, so if you don't like he and white, that's what I say. Caucasian is just seems a little ingenuine. It is ingenuine. It's it's white. White folks. No problem with white folks. So Rodney uh, is a name that I know There's Rodney Dangerfield. Can't think about a whole lot of Rodneys, but black Rodneys that are white, but a lot of black Rodneys. I know a lot of black Rodneys. I, black Rodneys. I could just go down the list of Got a fraternity brother named Rodney. Go to church with a brother named Rodney. Uh, went to high school with a guy named Rodney. Rodney Gary's a photographer right now. A lot of black Rodney's, not many white, not Rodney's. And so we had a good time having that conversation. And then I ran into another guy at the conference, white dude named Marcus. (laughs) And again, man, I, I I don't know where, I do know, I do know where, I do know where. I think that what has happened as it relates to the people that kind of give me a lot of pushback or just in general, are very uncomfortable talking about race. They see when race is often being discussed. It's discussed in a very divisive manner. It's it's discussed in a a them versus us type of conversation. So when you ever hear Mike Goodwin talk about race, don't, don't think of it as me talking about them and us. I'm talking about we. It's just some of us. Are white folks some of us are black folks some of us are, are, are asian some of us are hispanic and i'm all good with that like i think that is the beauty of this human experience culture identity but i do understand that some folks have not had very productive conversations around race Conversations around race have been very contentious and uncomfortable, argumentative conversations. So, just know if I'm talking about race, it's often from an an, an observation I've made. And again, it, it doesn't come from a place of malice. My good one is about love. I come from a place of love. I uh, I'm a, a follower of the Christ. And God is love. Right. And so don't this is a safe space. If we you know, if you hear me say. Black folks, white folks. Give me the benefit of the doubt and, and not think that that's a negative thing that. ah, I, I, oh man. Again, and I may say things over and over, but this is a, 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 something I've witnessed. Often, especially when people want to say that they don't see race, you know they don't see race, <laughs> like you need to go down to lens crafters and get some get a little eye tests, but basically, what folks are often saying sometimes i I've, I've I've encountered if folks especially if they're talking about folks that are of the melanin persuasion, black folk, somebody. Literally, I was having a conversation with somebody, and uh, they were telling me about an event they went to, and it was like, yeah, none of the colored folks. And I was like, ow, oh, my dude. <laughs> it's 2022. You can say people of color. You could say black folks. You could say African-American. You could say Afro-American. I don't know if we can say Afro-American. He didn't say Negro, so that that was... <laughs> That was a win. That was a win. So, yeah, but again, white folks, if you want to say colored, it's a lot of other options, but that's not the worst option. So there was, it was just a little moment of, ah, okay. This what we're doing. Colored. <laughs> colored, folks. And and my man meant nothing. You know, he, that was just, he was sharing the conversation. And it was, <laughs> I was one time at this uh I did this show in Wichita, Kansas, and this white dude came up to me and and he you could just tell he just had the time of his life that night. And he said, You are one of the funniest Negroes I have ever heard. I said And I'm talking about he was he had no malice in his heart. He just, you know, this man Riley was seventy. Plus, you know, that's that was his time. That was his era. We was the Negroes back in that era. But so and he was so sincere. <laughs> he was so sincere, man. Uh, but yeah. So I'm gonna talk about race, man. I'm a big old black dude from South Carolina, man. Get out of here Talk about <laughs> what are you always talking about, right? You know, even I there's a clip that I did. I talk about nicknames a lot. Well, not a lot, but I got a bit about nicknames. Black dudes, white dudes. And every now, I'm starting to think it's a bot because a person, you know, this will happen like every couple of weeks, somebody will get up and say, this guy sucks. Get some material, you know, black and white. That's played out. They don't say that's played out because that's something I would say. But that's the sentiment, right? And it's interesting to me, when I see those comments, because I'm like, but is it funny, though? (laughs) Understand the number one aim of comedy is to be funny. You know, I might not be factually correct. My statistics may be off. My analysis may not be 100%. But the question you have to ask yourself when you listen to comedy is, is it funny? And sometimes, I definitely will give a pass because some can be offensive and it can be inappropriate. But is it funny? And is it really funny? Because if it's really funny, let it slide, man. Let's... <laughs> That was one thing to not be funny and be offensive. I get that. I get that. But if it's funny, like if you typically not the person, man, I got so many stories I could tell about race. There's another story that happened uh, one time with a comedian named John Chris. I- I'll probably say that because it's just once I start, it's not even it's not even the topic of the, of the podcast. This is not the best racial advice ever. <laughs> I guess I should do a spinoff. We should get a spinoff. But yeah, I was on the road, man. I was on the road and uh, had a great experience. Had a great time with the Neb Annual Conference. Matter of fact, I've noticed because I've done a, a number of conferences. This is actually the second time. Well, that was the first time I hosted. That's the first time that I keynoted the opening and the closing. But I just recently did a, 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 a conference mom con for mops and i was the host so i was there the entire conference which was different because i don't i don't do a lot of hosting i just do my stuff and i get on out of the way and i think i'm actually hosting this upcoming weekend i'm doing a a child care coachella coachella coachetta i'll figure it out by the time it's but that's in houston shout out to my my friend brandy mother brandy Woods would uh, I'll be joining them but yeah I did Mom con that was in San Diego and I missed that conference because they were going they had just got back from Hawaii or they're going to Hawaii so I never get the Hawaii invitation and then even there they just were in Hawaii last year I'm like hey man I need to get some of these Hawaii invitations. So I miss, I've, I've been missing a lot of Hawaii's. If I'm doing conferences, folks will have me on the conference like, "Yeah, man, next year we're going to Hawaii," or "Last year we went to Hawaii." I'm like, "How am I missing all these Hawaii conferences? I haven't been to Hawaii." When I when I joined the army, the first when I went, you know, you go and talk to it's not the recruiter, but it's the person that signs you up for your job. And the guy, when I went into his office, he said, yeah, man, I could send you to Hawaii. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I was like, what's the job, though? He was like, infantry. I was like, uh, next option, please. <laughs> I mean, he said it like he had me. It, it, they, they got me pretty quickly, but it, I I at least knew that, hey, man, infantry? Come on, man. I want. I want to go to college, not to uh, Cambodia or Grenada or any other place with conflicts. I mean, you go conflicts because you serve, but I don't want to go right out the gate. And I said, "Man, I could send you to Hawaii." I was like, "Oh, that sounds that sounds cool." Uh, yeah, you'll be an infantry man. Yeah, we gonna we'll see what else other options you got on your list, my man. Let's take a look at some other options. So, yeah, yeah, man. Thank y'all again, folks with Neb. Had a wonderful experience. Had a wonderful time. And I can't wait to keynote an event for them in the future. All right, folks. Now, for the best advice ever. It's really kind of a twofer. I'm going to do two-for-one type scenario. So the best advice ever that I want to share is work smarter, not harder. But I heard um, a family member say this one time. And the family member said, you should never be both tired and hungry. You You should either be tired or hungry but never both. And I always thought, I was like, "What?" He said, "Yeah, man, you should never be hungry and tired. Or tired and hungry." I think yes, he said tired and hungry. So that ties into work hard work smarter, not harder. So basically, with that little riddle meant of you should never be tired and hungry, it means if you're tired You've worked, and if you've worked, you should have gotten some money. I hate saying "should." My counselor said that that's not a, <laughs> it's not a good word to be using. But if you are tired, that often means that you've worked, and when you work, you are entitled, or you in t- you typically receive compensation. So if you receive compensation. You should go buy something to eat. Then this person said if you're hungry, that means you have energy to work and you can make money. And then you should not should, but you can go and buy something to eat. So work hard work smarter, not harder. That that's the the best advice ever. And what I mean, and I think oftentimes when that Advice has been communicated. It's really take into account what you're doing and are you doing it the best. The Bible talks about, you know, nobody, you know, a warrior didn't go into war without counting up the cost. You got to evaluate, hey, I want to get this done, but what is it going to take? And the idea of working harder versus working smarter versus working harder is like if you're thinking about a run, right? And a run, you may say, hey, I'm going to just run faster. I'm just going to put more effort into my run. But your technique may not be great. You may not even have the best equipment. Like it's one thing to run faster in Stacey Adams than it is to run faster And hookahs or hokas. Those are, those are my running shoes of choice. H-O-K-A. They are like tanks for your feet, but very comfortable. So you don't feel the road beating your feet up. But if you're running in Stacy Adams, those are not designed for you to run in. So you can run as hard as you want to, but you're not going to get optimal results. So work smarter, not harder. Look at ways to delegate. You know, there's this, there's this fallacy that if you want something right, you got to do it yourself. No, you got to just ask someone else to do it who, was, who you had been asking that was doing it wrong. You get one person to do something the way you didn't want it. You're like, see? Guess I just have to do it myself. No, you don't. You can find another person that does it the way that you would like it done. But that's not how we operate. We we oftentimes are very skeptical of others' abilities because you say, hey, they can't. They can't do it as good as I can. Well, maybe your energies need to be focused on more high producing activities. That's that's where I am in, in life. Should I be the person that is responding to emails or updating my website or posting events on social media or is my time better used creating more content and material that people enjoy when they come to the show working smarter not harder word of the day was an example of that word of the day was something that I said okay I like doing it it gives me Content every day, and it's 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 a it's a constant flow of new content, but it's very time consuming. And if I'm trying to do five of these a week, on average, let's say I I record, let's say I'll take a Sunday afternoon, and I'll record, let's say four, let's say four words of the day fours of the day may take about three hours for me to find the word, find the video, actually record it, change my hat, change my shirt, change my jacket. And so then I remember I was having a meeting with my wife and, you know, I was talking about word of the day and I had committed, you know, I said, okay, I'm gonna commit to doing this. And I did it for two months. There was, that was probably 45 words of the day. If you, if you take it on average, it's about 20, 20, videos per month. So may, you know, maybe 40, maybe 42. We got a couple of months of the day, days in the month. That's like 31 or 30. And so I did it, I did it. And then I got to, but I am starting to look at my schedule and I'm saying, man, I'm really I'm really donating a lot of time to something that's not yielding a lot of results. You know, there's a a place for consistency. There's definitely a place for keeping promises that you've made. But when I was meeting with my wife, she asked, Is the word of the day producing what you want it to produce? And And to that point, I hadn't looked at that. I just was thinking, content, 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 because I heard another influencer, someone that I follow and I, I watch their blueprint, so I try to emulate some of the things that I see this person doing. This person say, hey, man, I've been doing videos consistently for six years. And I was like, well, sure, I can do videos every day for three months or two months. And Hmm. I was able to do it but did it yield the results I was working harder I don't think I was working smarter and so I found myself under a lot of kind of stress and pressure because I would get to the office I record these words of the days but I still had to do a podcast I still had to go over material for upcoming comedy shows. I still had to put together a set for an open mic. There were still so many other things that required my attention. But I'm doing word of the day. And word of the day, that's not replacing my set. I can't take word of the day and play it at a keynote. I can't take word of the day and uh, help folks improve their speech writing and, and add comedy to it. And then it wasn't also a situation where I was pouring into myself. I was just producing content, producing content, producing content. One of the things I've realized about myself, I need to continuously be replenishing. And so word of the day became a, a, a an example of something that I was working harder, but I wasn't working smarter. And so I've decided to put it on pause. I've not eliminated it. I'm not going to revisit it, but I think that there's a smarter way for me to do it. Maybe the way is for me to record 20 and have them in the can. So when I come into January, we can go and I record maybe 60 at one time or 60 by this particular date. And so when I get into the new year, I can just say, okay, January, February, and March are already produced. This content is already produced versus, I mean, I know when I first started doing the word day, I was, I was recording content to put up that day so that I knew that was crazy. But even with this, I was recording content that we were kind of editing and making the corrections to the day before I would put up. So word of the day is something that I created. I think it's something that will work. But it is an example of something that I was working harder and I wasn't working smarter. Even to the effect that I have older words of the days that I can go back and either reshoot or edit it, edit those words of the days to, and utilize them now. But that's working smarter. I was con- I was intent <laughs> on working harder. So I think it's important that you work smarter, not harder. And if you are in a position where you are tired and hungry, you're not doing something correctly. And that's what I was doing with the word of the day. Here I am. I'm tired and I'm hungry. And it's like, Hey, you're not utilizing the money or the, the, the capital that you've amassed to make things easier. You know, there may even be an opportunity for me to say, okay, Let's identify some videos and then let's have some words that I already have. You know, there's just, you got to constantly tweak the formula. And the way that you tweak the formula is that you work smarter, not harder. I I would encourage you to look at some things in your life. What can you do smarter versus harder? Is it your workout? Can you just put your clothes out the night before? Can you go ahead and sign up for some courses, classes? You pay this particular amount. You, if you pay this amount, you know that you're going to go as opposed to, oh, I, they deduct $10 a month from my account, but I, man, I don't miss that little $10. I don't miss that little funky $10. <laughs> now you're mad at Planet Fitness. I do have no beef with planet fitness but it seems like i have beef with planet fitness. <laughs> i don't know man planet fitness i'm glad they i think they got rid of the, the lock alert if if somebody was in there like lifting weights like a person that should lift weights <laughs> they play this alarm this alert alert those are kind of gyms i like i like the gyms people are throwing weights and slamming stuff and and acting a fool, as my grandmother would say. I'd like that; those type of gyms. I want to be a part of those gyms. I want to be in the, the screaming, yelling gym. Sign me up. But hopefully, there's an opportunity for you to see in your life, opportunities, places for you to work smarter, not harder. Can you meal prep? As opposed to just picking up something quick, hey, man, I don't want to get out of the zone. I was just recently talking to somebody, and they were saying that, as it relates to their their diet, they get into these workflows and they don't want to break the flow, so they go somewhere quickly, get uh fast food, some cheap, some quick, so that they can stay in the flow. But if they work smarter, they would be able to Meal prep, had that meal ready while they didn't float. Throw it in the microwave, warm it up, knock it down, keep it moving. Maybe software. There's there's definitely software out there. Invest. But oftentimes when folks say, if I want it done right, I'm going to do it myself, those are the folks that are overwhelmed. And those are also the folks that don't want to spend money. Stop being cheap. And spend that money. Folks say, I can't afford to do it. Well, I say you can't afford not to do it. All right. Welcome to the What You're Not Gonna Do segment of the podcast. This is typically where I'll see a news story or just talk about some things that I've encountered that needs to be discussed and folks need to be told. What you're not going to do is continue to do the things that you're out here doing. So I saw this story. This is not, this is a sad story. This is not a funny story. Well, I mean, it's not funny if you're involved with it. It's not, it's, I'll read it. You you can tell. This happened in Indiana. Crown Point. A fifth grade teacher was charged with felony intimidation after authorities say she told a child she had a kill list of students and staff. (laughs) They say she's agreed to stay away from the school. A kill list? Man. What you're not going to do is terrify a fifth grader in that manner. Now you can terrify a fifth grader by just saying, boo, you can do that. You could tell him the boogeyman going to get him. You could do that. What a kill list. And then I'm sure if she telling this particular student, is it a she? Cause I said she, I don't know. Yeah. This particular student, you got to believe that she told him that their name is, a, it's a high probability that your name is on the list. Little Johnny, you know, that's, Little Johnny is a person that always get calls out. And I got a buddy named Johnny. He like, man, why is everybody always using little Johnny when things are well? Cause little Johnny out here on the kill list. That's why. <laughs> of students and staff. Hey, come on. You cannot, yeah, you can't come to the school anymore. We we we're gonna need you to uh we need you to be virtual. You're gonna do virtual school. E learning. That's I'm gonna put you over the uh prison learning curriculum. That's what'd be a good place for you to be the dean of Penal Learning. That'd be a nice stop for this woman in Indiana. I saw this story. This was just this was very interesting. It's another what you're not going to do. This is in Arkansas, Fort Smith. It says, if recreational marijuana, marijuana, I just, marijuana is how I say it. <laughs> if recreational marijuana, marijuana, that's, it's just some words that I'm going to say incorrectly because it's funny. Marijuana's by it. Okay. If recreational marijuana is approved in the state on Tuesday, the price of chicken in grocery stores will go up. Opponents of issue four states, citing safety concerns for workers, an increase in insurance costs, higher costs of chicken in stores, the Poultry Federation of Arkansas announced opposition to issue to, to issue four the proposal to legalize recreational marijuana. Look at me. If they legalize the weed, they going to increase the chicken prices, and I, I don't. Hey, that's a dirty tactic right there. That's that's a don't don't increase the chicken prices, man. Keep the chicken low. Now, I don't. I don't have. Uh, uh, a chicken in this fight. I was going to say the other word. A Gamecock in this fight. <laughs> I don't have a chicken in this fight. But, man, I would, if I was in that, that state, I would like for those chicken prices to stay low, man, don't I? What in the world does marijuana legalization have to do with the chickens, huh? But that's what the opponents of issue four. That's the politics. is a dirty game out here, man. What's not gonna do is increase that 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 uh that chicken price because people want to smoke that 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 wacky that uh tack macky. Ah man, what's what's a good word for for weed? Uh, what's a good word? I mean, weed reefer. That hacky mecky I don't know, I don't know I, clearly I'm not a user of the marijuana i just i've never never been a fan, not a fan, I don't like the smell uh probably primary that's the that's the uh, wacky wacky tacky wacky tacky and i when I went to college with some guys who were uh they were they were about the advocacy of cannabis. I think that's when I first realized that there was a whole magazine out here about weed, high times. Yes, sir. Them boys stayed getting high in their room. They did every little trick of the trade. They put uh, towels by their door. They, I mean, they were, they were blowing the smoke into the shower. I mean, I because I they lived right around the corner from me. I was the resident assistant. And uh, those uh, they they put three people in the room, in one room. That had no business being, in. <laughs> that was the weed headquarters. And I'm talking about this is this is 2000 and something. This is like 2000, yeah, like 2000. And they was getting it in. So they, I mean, they probably they having the time of their life right now. But yeah, I don't know what the uh, chicken prices increase and have to do with the legalization of marijuana, but it does in Arkansas. So what you're not going to do is not be up to date on the issues that concern your world. I want to say this also. I am not really a football fan. I'm, I'm, this is probably, it. we're going to revisit this a few times. So what you're not going to do it's talk to me like I really do care about football. I, I, I do watch it. I do watch it. I do have a, a team, uh, a few team. I mean, an NFL team that I, I'm. Uh, we we've 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 had in, uh, irreconcilable differences, but they 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 are doing some winning things, or they might bring me back into the fold. But I, I have a college team. And, uh, and I, you know, I watch the games and those types of things. But I, I don't care, like, at the end of the day, like, to be on social media arguing with you. Or even to, like, because people will, will talk about their school's national championships like they played in the national championship game. Like, so I'm just astonished because I, I do have – some friends of mine that troll other schools, and we're not good. Like, my team that I cheer for, South Carolina Gamecocks, which is historically has been a pretty mediocre program, just in general. Now, for Mike Goodwin, I really don't care. Like, so let's go, let's, let's roll back the evidence and the tape of this. I went to a college that did not have A football team. So guess who did not care about football? This guy right here. Now, there there were some people at the college, they have teams they've been fans of for you. Not me. Didn't really care. Matter of fact, my first actual college game I went to was when I was a student at Lander. I went with, uh, at the time, The uh, physical therapist, director of uh, sports medicine at school. And uh, one of the basketball coaches went down to Columbia, went to a game. This was probably my junior year, junior, senior year. Had a good time. I don't remember who played. I don't remember who did score. Just went down and uh, tailgate and came back. Now, when I got to graduate school, because I went to graduate school at the University of South Carolina. And I, I I went to South Carolina when the Gamecocks were uh, a, a zero in eleven, like they won no games the year before I I came to graduate school. So when I came to graduate school, they broke that losing streak, a, a zero in eleven. This is in our school's history, so that's not a championship caliber history right there so the my first year of graduate school they broke they beat i think it was new mexico state they to break that 11 game losing street right and i went to a tailgate so that was like the first time because i went i went to the game with with those guys in college And we may have walked by the tailgate, or we might even had our own little tailgate of four people, like the people that we were with. But when I went to graduate school, I had had folks tell me, and I was was already working, I was working in student affairs on campus. So I was forging a number of relationships with a number of people. And I could just remember walking out on the the, the fairgrounds, because that's where a lot of tailgates were at the time. And people just were like, Mike, what's up, man? Come on. So I would go to this tailgate. And they would have delicious foods and libations. Then I would go to somebody else's tailgate. And they would have a full screen television and a generator. And they would be throwing a football. And they had uh, the little game. What's the game that they played the championship here in Rock Hill? Cornhole. I can never, never remember cornhole. But they were playing cornhole. And I was I was obsessed. It got me. The bug bit me. I was I was all about this SEC college football. So 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah it's about 20 years now because I went to graduate school in 21, not 21, 01. That's when I started watching college football. So like that's half of my life. I spent no time caring about college football at all. But now I do. I, I mean, I don't necessarily care, but I watch. I do watch SEC football. And uh, what I do care about is some of the names of the athletes that play. There's a guy that plays at Alabama. My dude's name is Kool Aid. McKinstry, I think that's his, you know, full name. But his real name is Jaquincy. I think I say I'm saying that correctly, Jaquincy. But his his name. If you would go to Alabama's website, go to the football roster. My man has Kool Aid for his name. Even if you see him on television, because he return kicks sometimes, and you'll see they'll have the name in the lower thirds. I think I'm saying that correctly. My man got Kool-Aid in his name. And what's dope, he has a name, image, and likeness deal with (laughs) Kool-Aid. Because he spells it K-O-O-L-A-I-D. Kool-Aid McKinstry. (laughs) I love it, man. This dude, for the rest of his life, is going to be known as Kool Aid. Now, if you told me there's a player that plays on Alabama's football team named Kool Aid, you would not think that that was a white person. So I won't be understanding how <laughs> people don't want to talk about race. Hey, man, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the best advice ever podcast. I did not have asked the Bowtie question today but if you want to send in a question just email us at info at comedian dot com, and we'll i'll do my best to answer your question if you want to follow me on social media you can find me at bowtie comedy on instagram and twitter on facebook i'm a comedian mike goodwin same is true youtube comedian mike goodwin or you can just go to my website mike com. please rate this podcast please tell people about it please subscribe let folks know every Wednesday we're dropping a new episode so thank you so much for tuning in I've been your host with the most it's your boy Mike Duke peace